0: The time is now 1101, and it's also the 3rd of March. So I definitely, definitely take that as a sign. (laughs) I definitely take that as a sign. And I love seeing synchronicities because when things like that happen, it really lets me know that I'm on the right path and that I can keep going. You know, it lets me know a lot of other things, too, once you start really looking into numerology. But it definitely lets me know that I'm on the right path. And it's so funny. It's so funny how spirituality, they make it seem like it's, you know, this thing when it really is just nature. Like it's literally just nature. It is what it is. Spirituality just is. Spirituality is like, it's like the first and the last, you know? It's like where everything comes from. It's nature. It's herbs. It's the crystals, the rocks that are birthed in the earth. It's the colors, the vibrations, the realms. That's all it really is. And they put this stigma on it as if You know, there's this, this name to put on it. You know, sometimes they make these TV shows and they put these hippie type people on the shows and make them seem like they're, you know, this is, this is spirituality. I'm on my spiritual journey, man. (laughs) These are the type of stigmas that they put on spirituality. That it's all about smoking pot. (laughs) <laughs> in all types of you know all types of stuff you guys know what i'm talking about but these this is the stigma that they put on it so therefore other people when when you tell them what you're practicing or if they sense that this is what you're practicing or if they see some of these these metaphysical items that you have you know they automatically start to assume things about you because they're 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 uneducated to what's really going on because These the higher ups, these these beings, whoever they are, whatever they want to call themselves, these creatures, these entities, you know, they they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. It's causing division in our community. It's causing division in our community. It's causing dysfunction. It's causing illusion. It's hurting our community. And I, 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 I discovered that one of my classmates, you know, a young lady, and also another young man, like they were murdered in their in their their neighborhood, their their hood, just for being at the corner store, you know, just for just for being where somebody else or some other people were, you know, some people wanted to get at them, so. You know, somebody drove by in their car full speed <laughs> riding down the street. So not only are you driving full speed down the street, um, you got a high power rifle or whatever, and you're just you know, letting it spray, letting it spray and not caring who it hits. Not caring that you're tearing somebody's life apart. Not only did you tear a bullet through an innocent person's body, like probably rupture their organs. Like just, just, just imagine what you really did. That's why when you go to court, (laughs) that's how they get you. This is how they get you. (laughs) Cause y'all want to be thugging. (laughs) This is how they get you. With all the little words, when they do their little investigations and every little word you say, every little word that the medical examiner says, they, they, they use those things against you to give you longer times, to keep you caged up like an animal for every little thing that you do. And they don't care if it's a mistake, but some, of, some, some people are sociopaths, so they deserve to be where they are. But that's what the system does. They they take every little bit of information that they can get so that they can use it against you. And if you don't find somebody who can do exactly the same, then my friend, you're in trouble. And a lot of us, like we just we just I can't even say we because it ain't me. You know, I'm definitely not perfect and I'm trying to work on myself, but I love my people too much that when I hear stuff like this, like it hurts. It hurts me to the core, you know, whether I physically knew these people, knew of them or whatever, just to see and know that somebody is not going to wake up to their pregnant wife today you know, to, to know that he was laying back and and thinking one night with his wife next to him and expecting to have a child, like the passion he must've felt, you know, deep within him. And, you know, the nervousness and whatever else, like all of those emotions that he was going through, like, do you know how it feels to lose somebody? Some of y'all, if y'all, if y'all thugs ever hear this, some of y'all, y'all, Y'all are so sick and hurt and demented that all, everything that's happened to you has desensitized you and you just don't care. So you don't care about anybody. You'll just ride down the block and let it spray. And you don't care who it hits. And in South Florida, y'all have had a, y'all thugs, y'all goons, y'all have had a nasty, nasty habit of killing, murdering little kids. (laughs) Little black children, beautiful black children who were doing nothing but enjoying themselves and playing outside in nature. See, in certain parts of Miami, you can't even, the real Miami, not the Miami that they try to show you on the TV. That's South Beach. That's not Miami. A lot of these neighborhoods in Miami, you can't can't even have your kids outside playing because it's too dangerous. Ain't that sad? We already say the kids don't come outside because they're on the tablets and stuff like that. Some of them couldn't come outside if they wanted to. And this is the real raw reality for some people. It it might not be for you. It might be unbelievable for you. But this is the raw and real reality for a lot of children. They're not able to freely go about like other kids, you know? And that's why a lot of people who aren't maybe as spiritually aware of their vibration and the energies that they attract, but a lot of People, a lot of parents, young parents, even older parents, just there are some parents, just some who feel like they need to teach their children to, you know, keep their head up out here in these streets and do certain things to survive. And a lot of these people who stay in the hood and don't ever find their way out, not even just two, three, four hours away. You know, they never see another world. This is their world. This is their life. Violence is an everyday occurrence for them. This happens every day to some of these kids, some of these men, some of these women. Every day, they don't care who you are. They don't care. They don't care nothing about that. Every day, people are dying in Broward. Every single day this woman killed her husband, stabbed him up with one of her exes. Her ex-boyfriends helped her. Her ex-boyfriend helped her. And then they put this man's body in the back of a transit van and drove him all the way to the Yeehaw Junction and dumped him in those fields. If you ever driven down there, like when you're going to like Lakeland and maybe Lake Wales, Orlando, whatever. When you're going that way, you'll see, you'll you'll know like you'll see those tall grassy areas and they dumped him out there like he was just a piece of trash. And his wife, you should see her mugshot and how she's smiling. (laughs) Like she's happy about what she did. She needs to, she she deserves a slap in the face and, and much worse, but I don't like to talk about violence. Not like that. At least I don't want to talk about me being violent towards people, but she was smiling like she accomplished something. And it's just you. (laughs) the, the, The boyfriend, like you threw your life away. She used you like a tampon. She used you like a tampon. And now you're going to be in prison for the rest of your life. Are you dumb? And this is, this is when spirituality comes into play where some of us, our spiritual hygiene is so off. Our, our, our spiritual vibration is so off. Meaning the way, the things that we do, the things that we think about are so low that we will stoop to the lowest of the low and do whatever. We will do whatever you will do whatever. They will do whatever. They will do whatever to whoever. And they won't think about it. They won't care. This is the world that we live in today. And so it's, it's, it's so important to be aware of your spiritual hygiene and the people who you hang around, the people who you lay with, the people who you open your body to, because when you lay down with somebody... That is like, that is like the most intimate, the most intimate position that you could ever put yourself in. The way you literally open yourself spiritually, physically, the way you open yourself and someone puts themselves inside of you. Literally sending their energy inside of you. Like we're not even aware of some of these things. So we carry the baggages of some of the people who they've been with. So when we start acting a certain type of way that we usually don't normally act like, we want to know where this is coming from. It's the vibration of that man that you've been with and all the women that he's been with. It makes him act a certain way. And now you've picked up on that energy. That's all it really is. It ain't no, it it is magic, but they make it seem like it's something that's untouchable when it's right in front of your face. You laid down with him. He's been with other women. You know, he's been broken. You know, this is just an example, you know. He's been broken, he's been used. He's probably been in an abusive relationship where a woman was talking crazy to him, slapping him upside his head and they was fighting. This is the energy that he has had. And now he laid down with you. This is the type of man that he is. This is the type of woman that she is. And now you're taking on that energy. And and we we don't realize how important it is to guard ourselves. Because... A woman's womb is so important, so sacred that you should really be treating it like it's a throne. And we, we know how, how much of a prize it is, but it's, it's, it's not in the prize in the way that a lot of us are thinking these days. Not the, not the city girl mentality. Using it like a box to get what you want. Because it's, it's, it's a portal to where you can manifest if you choose you can manifest and, the, and the, the, the beings that you create and give birth to the duplicates, duplicates of you that you create. It's so important to do it with the right person, to create the right God, to create the right being, the right human being, because that's your legacy. And we, some of us, some, some of our people have created demons, some of us have laid down with demons and we've created demons. Some of these people out here have no feelings, no conscious. Forget about them being a sociopath. Some of them have absolutely no regard for human life. You better be careful if those are the type of people that you hanging around because just because they didn't do it to you. Yet doesn't mean that they won't. And I, I need my people to start talking. I need my people in Broward, in Pompano, everywhere, Lauderhill. I need y'all to start talking. And 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 some of us, we need oh, I'm, I'm gonna start going to these meetings more often and start talking because th- these people, you know, since we're paying all these taxes and stuff like that, and you know, we have to be under these conditions and be under this rule and ask them questions, hold them accountable. Like, how are the, how are these people getting these weapons? What are y'all doing? What, what kind of initiatives are you guys making for the community to come, to even come and talk to you, to even feel safe, to let you know about what's really going on in the community, because a lot of them don't care. A lot of these people in the system and at these police stations, they, they don't care. These detectives, you know, and we need people who care. We need change in our community. We need real change and we're the ones that have to hold them accountable. Be the change, create the change, and we can do it because these neighborhoods are our neighborhoods and people are losing their life for nothing, over nothing by just being an innocent bystander. You know, kids are going to school, they're dirty and, you know, it's not a lot of kids, but it's some of them. And I worked at schools. I have said this before. I've worked in two different districts, Broward and Palm Beach, I've seen two different types of schools, two different classes of families. And when I go to, to, to you know the ones that are closer to where I'm from, some of the kids it's like they come to school, they're eating breakfast, and they smell like cigarettes, because y'all was in the car hot boxing with them. Now they came to class, and they' smelling like a box of cigarettes. Some of them didn't even brush their teeth this morning when they talking to me. It's just the hygiene is off and we just let our kids go out like that. They didn't brush their hair. They didn't do nothing. Where are their parents at? Who's supposed to love them? Who's supposed to tell them that they're supposed to care for themselves and you, you might not want to brush your hair. Your hair might be a little getting a little long. It might be a little hard to comb, but we're going to have to wash it, wet it. We, we need to comb it. You know, let's wash it tonight and, and braid it at night and in the morning. Stop letting these kids walk around here like this. Some of them are ashy. They got dirt under their nails. Their clothes is wrinkled. It's like nobody cared for them this morning. And when I used to see kids like that, it hurt me. It hurt me. I had a young boy who just, he really just needed his teacher's attention. You know, they label these, they label these kids as students with behavioral problems. But really they, they're having emotional problems. And this this boy, he just he he just wanted to be the first person in line. You know, I was just I, because I, I was I, I'm I love watching people sometimes, especially the kids. Like I, I'm really in touch with my inner child, so I'm always watching them, very innocently. And I could see like he he wanted to race up to to be the the line leader. And the teacher was like, no, you can't be the line leader. You know, so and so came up here first, and he's the line leader. And his feelings was hurt, and so he was upset. And, you know, he's a child. He's like, what, in the second, third grade? You know, he's a child. He's emotional. So he got upset and he stood there because he, he wanted to be the first in line. And he didn't want to go. He didn't want to move and he, he did not want to be moved. And he didn't speak and he kept his lips just still and just he, he didn't want to move. And do you think that the teacher, you know, wanted to take the time to talk to him and stuff and, be like, hey, you know, no, because she, she's probably pissed off. She's probably had a long day and whatever else. Probably tired of these kids. And the whole class leaves him and they, they start going out the door. And when she gets to the end, she's like, she just looking like, boy, you ain't coming. And he, he was not coming. And she just stood there at the line, like at the door waiting for him at the cafeteria door, like with the rest of her students, like you going to come up here. And he was standing there like, I'm going to stay right here. And it's like, I'm just, I'm I'm watching this showdown. And I'm like, is she serious? Aren't you going to show him that you're the adult? Aren't you going to go take rain? And this is going on for about two, three minutes. And they're just standing there. And finally, I got up to him. And I I got down to his level and I whispered to him and I said, Listen, I know I saw what happened. I know you want to be the line leader, but you can't be the line leader today. He got there first and he's the line leader. But guess what? You can be the line leader another day. I know sometimes people might tell you that you're a bad boy and all these type of things, but you're not. I told him, you are a smart boy. And I know that you're a kind boy and I know that you can listen to your teacher and do what she says so that you can have a good day today. You can do be the line leader another day. okay, sweetie. Now go to class, go go walk with the rest of your class and go enjoy the rest of your day. okay? you don't have to be upset. And he literally just just walked off and and, and did what I told him to do. And here she is, oh, thank you. No, you're you're welcome, but you could have did it too. Sometimes it takes a little patience. Sometimes they need a little bit of nurturing. And I know sometimes it gets very, very hectic with kids. I'm a mother, I know. I have worked very closely with students, I know, in different positions at, at different schools, I know. It could be a lot with kids but they're, they're our future. And if we're constantly putting them down, if we're constantly yelling at them because we are stressed out, because we're worried about money, because we're worried about why their daddy didn't do this and why their ugly daddy didn't do that. And then we start saying stuff to them that hurt them, stuff that they'll, they'll never forget. And then these children who have been verbally abused by their own mother, the person that's supposed to love and protect them. Whether she was stressed out on drugs or whatever, drinking, being sexually abused, whatever. All that stuff, the person that was supposed to protect him just was cold. This is the, this is the child that grows up to be a man. This is a child that grows up into the world. And who knows what and who he'll become. He could be a murderer. He could be the CEO of a Fortune 500 or whatever company. He could be a drug dealer. He could be anything. But if you constantly... Are putting. Dirt in a cup. Of water. Do you expect to just continue to talk to that cup. Of water and say clean yourself. Look at you you're dirty. And we just keep throwing more dirt on top of it. You're dirty clean yourself up. But if we were to take. Our own cup of water. Fill ourselves up. Our own glass. Our own cup. Fill our own cup up. So that we could pour into that child. So that we can pour into our own child. Literally a version of us. Pouring into you. Look at yourself as if you're pouring into yourself. If we can take our cup and pour into them. That's when some of that dirt will start to clean itself. And once you constantly constantly let that dirty cup overflow with your love and your patience, that cup will soon become clean just like you are. But you have to work on yourself. Cuz you can't you can't fight negative with negative. It doesn't it, it's not going to get you positive. It, it 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 just can't. Just like that cup. It just it won't do it. You can't you can't you can't add dirt to that dirty cup and expect it to become clean. It won't happen. And that's why it's so important for you to take care of yourself, to protect yourself, to love yourself and do what's best for you even if you're already in circumstances or situations you might you might not be a parent you might not be a young parent or you know a, a a parent with uh financial instability you might have your own financial instability you might be without a home right now you might be addicted to drugs you might whatever it is you might be addicted to sex you might be addicted to smoking weed you know you might be dealing with anxiety you might be dealing with anger issues But whatever it is, until you deal with it, until you sit with it, and I mean sit with it, until you sit with it and recognize it for what it is, like fully see it, you will never heal. You will never heal. It's just like a baby with a dirty diaper. It needs to be cleaned. And after a while, it's, it gets uncomfortable and the baby starts to scream. And if if the baby sits in, in it for long enough, it'll be used to it. That's why you see some kids with messed up parents. You see them walking around with a dirty diaper and diaper where the diaper's full. And they're just, they just walking around because they're used to it. I would rather be the clean baby with a clean diaper. You know, that other baby might be, he he might be all right. He might feel like he's all right, but he don't smell all right. He ain't as comfortable as he could be. You're not as comfortable as you can be. You're not where you want to be. Your health ain't where you want it to be. So you got to fix it. And nobody's coming to save you. Nobody came to save me. No matter how many times I cried and (laughs) sometimes I would cry to myself, hoping that somebody would hear me and somebody would know that I was crying in this garage and somebody would come help me. Nobody came for me. I had to figure it out on my own. I had to work on myself. I had to look at myself. When I was that mom who was yelling at my son for no reason. For him being just a child. When I was the mom that was yelling at my one-year-old. Talking to him like just in such a nasty way. just When I was doing that to him. It wasn't until I recorded myself. And I saw how nasty I was. And I was just like, damn. That was cold. That was nasty. And I felt for him. And I had I I had to look at my truth and say, "Damn, you are a nasty bee!" Like that was just disgusting. And I had to fix it. It took it took time, and I still have to catch myself sometimes and say, you know, don't don't even don't even do that. Certain things that you know he does, I just I just let it go because I I just said to myself, you know, he's just a child. And certain people, they might not like that. And they're like, well, you know, aren't you going to check this and check that? And it's just like, I'll raise my child the way that I know that I need to raise them. Because I've already done a 180 from how it used to be. And we as parents know when we're good parents or not. And we, we know when we need help. And some of us, we need help. And, and sadly, we're, some of us might not be able to find that help. But some of us with people who have people around us that we can trust, some of us have those people. And some of us are too ashamed or too scared to to ask for help. But please ask for help because that child needs you. If that child is with somebody who who you know is going to love and protect them, ask for a little help. Ask for a little help. Put them in a program where, you know, they could have some extracurricular activities and, you know, play after school while you're still working or, you know, put them in, you know, karate or ballet or something. A lot of these programs really don't cost that much. Some of y'all get y'all nails done like every other week. And it's about the the sacrifices that we want to make to get what we want at the end. So if you really care about your child and you want to be a good parent... Some some of the things you could sacrifice. You could sacrifice getting your nails done. You could sacrifice getting your hair done and wrap your hair up. Some of us can't even sit with the way that we look because we got to get our hair down. And if we pull back on a lot of things, we would save so much if we could just live a simpler life. Because all that stuff out there that they are trying to sell to us, we don't really need it. Some of us have so much money, but we just want to enjoy the pleasures of life. And there's nothing wrong with pleasing yourself. But if you can't live a, a basic, a, a normal life, I pray that you con- that you have created a plan for yourself to continue to live that abundant life. And, you know, that uh, the life of, you know, whatever pleases you because my mother Has been a nursing assistant for years. And although one of her patients, although he had a a very good living as a lawyer, guess what? He was a nasty person and his wife left him. She probably had a, um, a side dude the whole time because she definitely named their second son after her new husband. Where they do that at? How did, how did that happen? And I wonder if I wonder if the patient, my mama's patient knows knows that. Like, did you catch that, sir? So you telling me you got two kids with your wife. The last child. You named him. Well, your wife <laughs> named him. Ricky. (laughs) And then your wife leaves you for a man named Ricky. (laughs) But anyways. So this guy, after his wife left him, you know, the kids was taking care of him because he he, had, he said he has money, you know, and my mom thinks he has money you know, because he lives in a nice little apartment and he ain't working. He's retired. He was a lawyer. But long story short is this man has been having having mental issues. He's been having he's been battling mental issues for a while. And my mom even told him that that's probably why your wife left you, because you're dealing with certain mental and emotional issues and you you treated your wife In a nasty way. And that's probably why she left you. Because he used to talk to my mom like he was crazy. And my mom got fed up with it. And now, eventually, he had to be moved from where he was because of those mental issues. And his kids just put him in a home. And you guys should see this facility. And funny enough, these people are collecting four grand a month. And you should see the conditions that this man is living in. I mean, even a dog shouldn't live there. You know, they they don't keep up with the bathroom and, you know, there's, there's look like water, some kind of liquid everywhere. He was literally in one room and he had his old nasty, dirty couch that was in his apartment, same couch. They brought it into the room with him. He's in a twin size bed. And when he, I'm pretty sure when he rolls over and looks, he can see the back of his couch. He's got this old nasty wood that looks like it. It has termites, this, this wooden chest, and it's just, it's just, it's nothing like the life that he used to live. And he confided in my mother's friend that he didn't work for this. He didn't work all those years and take care of his family for him to now become an old man to be living in a dump. And guess what? When you treat people in a nasty way, that money, that money ain't gonna help you at the end of the day. That man is by himself. And now his kids left them somewhere and they, they don't even visit him that often. And I could kind of see why from what my mother's, you know, these stories that my mother comes home and used to tell us. So, you know, when you treat people nasty, it don't matter how much money that you have. And even if you were a nice person, some children are so greedy, they won't even care about you. They'll drop you off in a dump and be what it made. Those people, those people, they love dropping their, their, their parents off at those places. Not all of them. Some of them actually do love their, their parents when they become older. But uh, they're the main ones that drop their, their family off in those nursing homes. So what, what did their money do for them? So at the end of the day, money, material things, Gucci, Louis, Prada, it ain't doing nothing for you. It's serving a look. It's giving a look. Right? That's what it's giving, right? But what's your soul giving? What's your soul giving? Are you sleeping good at night? Do you feel safe? Do you feel protected? Do you feel loved? Do you have the minimum that you need to live the minimum, like they say from Maslow's hierarchy. Do you have that? The food, the, you know, everything in that pyramid and and happiness, hope all the way up at the top. Is that it? Self-actualization. Do you have that? A lot of us don't even get there, but me, baby, I'm getting there by all means, by all means. Any means, all means, I'm going to get there. I'm already there because I'm there mentally. Not because I'm better than anybody, not because I'm a spiritual guru, none of that. I'm, I'm simply there because I chose to be there. And you can be there when you choose to be there. Because when I tell you, like, shit will just start to happen for, to you. Like, stuff will start to just shift for you. Things will start to change for you. When you start to believe in yourself, when you start to be aware of who you are and know who you are, respect yourself as the God that you are, because they said in this Bible that was written that you are made in this image of this man, of this God, right? So why would it be blasphemy for you to say that you are, you are of, of this God, that you are God. When you're a person that creates life, when you're nature trees, just grow. They don't need to be told that they're a tree. They don't need to be, they, they just are when they're in the right environment. They bloom, they grow, and they just are, they bear fruit. Some of them, some of them bear nuts. Some of the bushes bear beans and 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 other types of herbs like they just are they just do so you just like you are you just are you are and you just do how do you create a whole child from your loins and impregnate a woman you literally created a life you are a magician you are a magician a creator of life and when you talk like this when you say these type of things they 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 they, they try to put that stigma over you and and make it seem like it is it, something that it's not they put a stigma on it and make it seem like uh it's delusion And it's illusion it's, this is that no, no, it is what it is. It is what it is. And once we start to know who we are as people, as individuals, when we start to love ourselves and create children in love, because it feels good. When you lay down with somebody and you guys are making love, right? It feels good. That energy, that vibration, that penetration is beautiful. It is bliss. And when we create children, they should be beautiful. They should be just as beautiful as the love that you were making when you were creating that child. It, in in a perfect world, that's how things would be, so that we would have beautiful. Seeds growing all across the world. Beautiful black children. But it is time for us to realize who we are as individuals. It's time for us to start focusing on ourselves, on our happiness, on our independence. And freeing ourselves from any and all mental chains and stereotypes and holding ourselves to the construct of what is on the outside and create your own. Create your own world, your own universe. Make up your own rules. Once we start coming together and loving each other and everybody's feeling, you know, this love and vibration, things will start to get better. And everything always has to balance. So I know it's not always going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. The world peace that we're looking for, even if we have it, it will only be for a certain amount of time. Because there's, there's, there's just, it's, it's all about balance. But what about your life? What about your construct? What about your universe? What about you? Once we start realizing that this life is really just a game and that there's no script, there's no, there's no, there's no script to read from. And, and, and we're supposed to be at this level and we're supposed to be at this place at this time. And, you know, sometimes we start panicking when we feel like we're not where we're supposed to be. You don't, you don't need a a, a, a script to tell you that your spirit will tell you. When you're not where you're supposed to be, your spirit will tell you, your spirit will guide you. And when you listen, you'll start to go where you need to go. You'll meet the people who you need to meet. You'll, you'll, you'll eat the foods that you need to, to, to eat. You know, have the diet that you need to have. You'll have the money that you need to have. Everything will flow. Because we live an abundant life. And once we live an abundant life in our minds, we see everything as abundance. And we will continue to attract abundance. So your life is literally in your hands. There's nobody out here to tell you who you should be and what what life is supposed to be. You got to figure it out on your own. Sometimes I feel like life is like we're in the middle of this big ocean at night and we just get dropped off at sea. And we got to figure it out on our own and and one treasure that i have found it's it's kind of almost like i found a map when they dropped me off at sea when they when they dropped me off at that darkness i had for so many years i had to find my way on my own i i, I you know it's like they, they they left me with a little raft and i had to figure it out i went a lot of wrong places met a lot of the wrong people I met a lot of good, good people. I met a lot of people when I was out at sea and all of a sudden, when I found this map, imagine finding a map after you've been at sea for decades, imagine finding a map and it tells you exactly where you are, exactly where you can go, exactly what happens when you go that way, what you need. When you go this way, what's what waits for you? What awaits for you down here in this direction? Imagine if you had a map. I see that they call it a birth chart. A birth chart, not the ones that they gave you in the hospital, but the one that the universe gave you when you were born and I realized that a lot of these things that people used to say were so evil have been so helpful to me. And it's like I found something. I found like a a treasure that people don't want me to have. And it's so funny because even though my life isn't perfect, because nothing, even money, being a millionaire won't make your life perfect. Even though I'm, my life isn't perfect I'm so much happier and I found a little treasure I found my birth chart to like guide me along in my life. I found all kinds of other treasures i I started to connect with all different types of people, and I realized i i don't i don't technically need to go back. you know the people who I've separated myself from the people who I left behind it's like I, I was trying to reach out to them these past couple of days, like some of them. And I realized, I'm like, why am I going backwards? Why am I going back? If they were, it's okay for me to know somebody and not not speak to them that right now. And hang out with them like, it's okay. Because there's new, there's newness. There's other people I have to meet. There's other connections that I have to make. There's other people who I have to network with. Because I have a goal. So it's okay to not to not look behind, and we have to realize that we don't need to be so fearful and, and 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 keep looking back. Keep looking forward. A lot of us are so stuck, you know, with the hoods that we're from. You know, being from Pompano or you know wherever you're from, like. Where We know this, like, you know, I I know when I wake up in the morning, you know, I can go down to, I can go down to Omar's and I can get me a hot plate with grits and, and eggs and, you know, a piece of sausage for, for, for $7, you know, I can get me a nice plate this morning. You know, I can, I can go down here and get, get, you know, my favorite drink right there and you just know everybody, you know, you feel comfortable in your hood, but sometimes it gets a little uncomfortable. And I would implore you, while it's getting uncomfortable, you need to leave. And don't be scared, because home will always be there. But your life, your life ain't something to be played with. Your life ain't something to be played with. And everywhere that I go, every single day of my life, I will be manifesting. I will be putting out the intention to the universe to bring about change and positivity in my community, to bring our children together. I will always ask God. I will always ask God to change our circumstances the most high. I will always ask my ancestors to protect myself, my family, the people who are around me and anyone and everyone I'm connected with. I will always, will always put out the intention for our people to, to be healed, for our people to see change, to create change, to create positivity in the neighborhoods to create love. While we do the work, while we manifest, when we go to those meetings and we ask questions, when we go and we talk to the sheriff and we ask them questions and we demand answers, we need, we need the spiritual protection. We need the spiritual guidance. Because with everything, there's temperance. With everything, there's balance. What, what you do to the left must be done to the right. So while we're working and we're manifesting on the street and we're walking and we're doing, when we're caring for our people, doing what we can because each and every one of us has a beautiful light that helps any and everyone. Each of us have a special gift, whether it's the way that we retwist somebody's hair, you know, the motivation that we give to someone, we all have a light. We all have a gift. And as we use that gift out here in the physical, we need to manifest. We need to protect in the spiritual because just like the child who was born here into the world into reality, just like the child who was born onto this plane. There was someone else who was here before who existed, your grandparents, your mother, their mother, their mother's mother, their father's father. There, there was somebody who was here before you who allowed you to be there. And each and every one of those people is a part of you. So you literally are your ancestor. So you're telling me you shouldn't pay homage to your ancestors? You're telling me you shouldn't love and respect your ancestors? I don't know about you, but I'm gonna be a powerful ancestor when I'm gone. I'm gonna manifest in this reality. And when I'm dead and gone, I'm gonna manifest for my children. I'm gonna manifest for my family and I'm going to continue to manifest and work for our people. I will continue to do that because of the love that I have for us. And I, I, I know, I'm not going to hope, I'm not, no, nah, none of that. I didn't even really need to say it, but I'm not going to do any of that. I know our people are, our people are opening their eyes. Our people are awakening. Our people are coming together. Our people are becoming more spiritually aware. Our people are lifting their spiritual vibration. We are living in a vibration of love and we are manifesting love. We are manifesting abundance. We are manifesting prosperity, love, abundance, prosperity, protection, fruitfulness. That is what We are manifesting every single day and evil, evil has no place here. Evil has no place here and I condemn it and I banish it. And each and every day I cleanse myself and you should cleanse yourself every day. Before you get out there in that world, cleanse yourself and prepare yourself. Talk to yourself every day when you look yourself in the mirror. Clean the coal out your eyes. Clean your nose. Clean your mouth. Clean your face. Look at yourself and fill yourself up with love. Fill your own cup up with love. Don't expect people out there to fill you up with love. Fill your cup up before you go out there so you have a little bit to pour from. So when people think that they had a little bit of what you got, you can, you can freely give because you know, you just have so much more to give. Free yourself from the mental chains that these people have put on you and find out who you are, who you are, not who you can be or, 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 or whatever else, who you are, find out who you are and walk into your power. It'll be the greatest day of your life.
1: Where you been and where you're hiding? I know you're lying. Don't you try it now. You really shouldn't play with fire. Put it out with water. But now you're drowning There's been a whole lot of trying, whole lot of crying Whole lot of telling me I should be dying to be like you But I don't wanna be like you There's been a whole lot of trying, whole lot of crying Whole lot of telling me I should be dying to be like you But I don't wanna be like you Cause I could do, I could do better I could do, I could do better I could do, I could do better